0: previously on have you seen fraser crane
1: so what does this mean camilla's missing now too
0: what if alex wasn't really
1: kelsey's friend
0: what if he hypnotized kel's for a chance to get close to fraser
2: Uh oh i've been found out yes it's me david hyde pierce
0: what was that I can totally understand Tony's red carpet comments being misunderstood. I can totally understand that Camille felt underappreciated and cast aside by her mentally ill husband. What I don't understand is a basement full of clones and a ghost servant. I don't know, collecting
1: them or something? It's so weird.
0: No, it's like so
1: weird. I think we definitely underestimated this case, but clones? Fucking clones? So we know now why Alex seemed like he was hiding something because, well, he was. Fucking clones! What is going on? How does having clones equal Kelsey Grammer missing? Here's hoping the clones are somehow a separate thing. One thing
0: we can feel good about, though, our instincts were totally right about Alex. He seemed weird, and turned out he was. Maybe we should get back to using our fan intuition. See where that leads us.
1: I can. I got nothing. My mind's all messed up. I can't think. Oh, come on, Sid. You're the ideas guy. Uh...
0: Alex did this to me. He's in my head. Get out, you demon! Okay, okay. Let me think. If Alex really is behind all this, why, right? What's the motive for Kelsey's ghost best friend making him disappear? Let's just forget the clones for a sec.
1: Maybe it's all some kind of active obsession. Seems kind of crazy though, that someone would go to all that trouble just to be near a bunch of Kelsey's.
0: The heart wants what the heart wants, I guess. We must have missed something along the way. Let's go over what we have so far.
1: Okay. Frasier isn't real. Tony Shaloub is a fan who likes to make empty threats for fun, so he says. Moose Jr. is a piece of shit who thinks Kelsey murders dogs. Maybe there's something there? We're trying to save Frasier, not put him behind bars. Okay. Camille is missing. There's the storage container from the divorce that's filled with clones and Alex who seems to own them for some sick private collection of human dolls. Damn it! I don't
0: know! Maybe that's it. Maybe the case has gone cold. That's it.
2: Hey,
1: We've been trying to get in contact with Alex all week, to get him to admit he's the reason NBC's ratings have tanked post-2004. As a last-ditch effort, we thought we might approach things more maturely, in order to avoid going missing ourselves. But the portal to reach Alex seemed to be sealed tighter than Michelle Kwan's leotard at the 1998 Nagano Olympics.
0: Without a way to contact Alex, suspect number one on this case, and with no concrete evidence of Kelsey's kidnapping or murder, we thought that was it. We'll never find Frasier, and we're certainly never getting a reboot.
1: And then, we received a call.
2: You have one unheard message. Hi. Hi. Yes, hello, hello. Oh, hi. I worked with Mr. Kelsey for, well, a long time, I guess, as his personal assistant. I, I could tell you some stuff that could help, if you want, but only if you want. Okay, um, let me know if you want to talk. Okay, bye. Bye.
1: That was the call we told you about just seconds ago.
0: Everybody knows there's no closer bond in Hollywood than that of an actor and their assistant.
1: And you've just got to know that Kelsey doesn't have bonds that are only close. No, Kelsey's empathy levels are off the motherfucking scale. His bonds are tight. Tighter than Michelle Kwan's leotard at the 1998 Nagano Olympics.
0: Kelsey's assistant was by his side through it all. Through the Frasier years of 1995 to 2004. In fact... She still works for GramNet to this day, according to her LinkedIn profile.
1: Also according to her LinkedIn, she's skilled in theater, Spanish, event management, and teamwork. Seems like she knows her stuff. Maybe she knows something about those clones. Here's hoping she knows even more than that.
2: Hello? Hello?
1: Hi, is this... ch
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's actually Yodel. Like the tortilla chip. But hey, teach their own. <laughs> Call me by your name if you want to. What an
0: odd little name that is. And now, where would you say that name comes from?
2: I spend so much time eating calamata olives and smashing full dining sets on the floor, people don't usually have to ask.
0: Wow, Greek. Very interesting. Y- yodel. Yodel, this is Teddy, one of
1: Fraser's biggest fans. I'm Fraser's other biggest fan, Sydney.
2: Of course, of course. I've been listening. You guys are great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god.
2: What? What did I say? Did I say something wrong? Oh god, I'm so sorry. I promise I didn't mean it. Come on, you're not a rude girl. You're better than that. I know you are.
1: She doesn't know. You said, I'm listening?
2: Now, now, that's something, that's really something. I must have forgotten I was talking to a couple of fans.
1: We're more than fans, Yodel. We're big fans.
2: I think that's just great. I-
0: Sorry, you said there's some information you might have about where Kelsey might be. Could we get to that?
2: Oh, yes. Yes, of course. I believe I do have something that could help. Well, to be clear, I don't know where Mr. Kelsey is. I'd give up my child. That's my son and only source of happiness if it meant knowing where he is. But I think Mr. Kelsey is the only person who knows where he is.
0: You called us to say that you don't know where he is? How dare you assault our heartstrings just like that guy Bended? You know, the one who almost ruined Caffe Nervosa for everybody? From the show?
2: Wait, is it okay if I talk more? Again, if you say it's okay, but let me I wanna tell you something. I guess. Mr. Kelsey and I were very close.
0: Oh now you're just bragging.
2: Oh, no, wait, please. I oh, let me help you. Please, please. I wanna help, please let me help. I'm going crazy with this pent up information. I just gotta tell someone, please. Ah! Yeah,
0: go ahead.
2: Oh, thank you. Oh thanks, really, really. I mean it, thank you.
1: Yoodle. Come on, man.
2: Yes, right. I'm I'm sorry. Truly so sorry. Everybody knows the closest bond in Hollywood is that of the actor and their personal assistant, right? Well, Mr. Kelsey's basically like a father to me.
0: You got daddy issues too, huh?
2: I'd rather not get into that here.
0: Okay, well, I, I just thought it would be a nice chance for us to connect. Excuse me.
2: What I'm trying to tell you is, I've been holding on to something all these years. I couldn't tell anybody. Well, who would have listened to me, right? I'm just a personal assistant. We all saw the way Lindsay Lohan treated her assistant Matt on that Oprah show, right? Of course, I was scared. Of course, I mean.
1: Yodel, what are you talking about? What happened?
2: Right. Okay. It Happened right before he disappeared. I think, I think it might be connected. I don't know. Mr. Kelsey had an accident.
1: An accident?
2: Oh my god, is he okay? He's missing, so honestly, I don't know. Oh my
0: god. Kelsey is more missing than the missing tape from Dr. Fraser Crane's very own collection. Season 9, episode 8. And just like that missing tape, someone knows what happened. Are you saying this? accident has something to do with his disappearance?
2: Yes, yes, that is what I'm saying. As you know, oh, no, sorry, I shouldn't presume. Okay, so, I got an email asking if Mr. Kelsey would be the master of ceremonies for Disney's 50th anniversary. It was absolutely no question, no doubt about it, the most coveted appointment in Hollywood that week. Of course, you know. Oh, no, there I go again. Sorry. Everybody wanted a piece of Kells, Mr. Kelsey, after the show ended. He was so busy. I had never seen him busier than that day. Cut to that day. He was right in the middle of this really beautiful story about intellectual enlightenment on It's a Small World when it happened. ...trip through It's a Small World, pretending I was a UN interpreter. Good <laughs> I-I think i Wow, that was really, really
0: bad. Oh, God. That's fucking brutal.
2: It's so hard to watch. I, it's just like... It's just so painful for me opening these old wounds, even to this day, even after watching it hundreds of times.
0: You were there? You saw it up close?
2: I was there, oh, yes. I'm always by Mr. Kelsey's side, you know? Except for now, because of course he's missing. I was there, just off stage. It would have brought shame unto my union if I had looked away. He took it in stride, of course, landing on both feet, hands in his pockets, just like any other feral cat, narrating his experience as a good actor should.
0: If you were by his side, how could you have let this happen? You fucking bitch! You're the reason why Kelsey is missing!
2: Oh, I know! It's my fault! But let me explain, please! He just... I... He was too far into his story! How could I even think about interrupting his train of thought?
0: You know what? Actually, I understand that completely. I respect your decision, even if Kelsey had to suffer for it. You and I
1: aren't so different, after all. So Kelsey falls and then what?
2: He was shaken, like shaking, shaken, like a gosh darn leaf. I'm pro-guns, so I'm not afraid to say. I think it triggered something in him. He came face to face with death and the whole mortality thing on that day. I think he might have, could have even stared it right in the face. Oh my
0: god. I know exactly what you're going to say. This is exactly like season one, episode 11, Death becomes him.
1: Martin's sitting in the doctor's office getting all annoyed about waiting. Only because he
0: didn't want to be there in the first place. So anyways, Martin is sitting in the waiting room, grumpy as usual, and then he bursts into a rage.
1: Oh, that's just
0: great. These big shot doctors, they keep you waiting for an hour and then they don't even have the decency
2: to show up. What, play a little slow on the golf course today? That arrogant, inconsiderate jerk?
1: That's when Frazier finds out what was going on. And then he tells Martin.
2: Dr. Newman is dead. He died an hour ago.
1: And then we look to Fraser. He starts a spiral
0: about life and death and mortality. Perfectly written, by the way.
2: I'm so stupid. Stupid, stupid woman. I didn't even think about that. Why didn't I think about that? I just thought he was being a bit dramatic. He loved nothing more than doing everything with at least a little bit of drama. It wouldn't be totally out of character, but I should have known better. You're stupid. You're done for. You're sleeping on the floor tonight.
1: Yeah, you should have known better. Wait, what do you mean you should have known better?
2: You're dealing with displacement of vital bones and your ego gets torn up just like that in front of thousands? Well, actually, more like millions if you count the YouTube views. It makes sense why he'd react like that. Like what?
0: Like, you mean the whole, dear lord. (sighs) I think, I think I'm, wow. Monologue or...
2: Not that. I'll be honest. I've told a couple other reporters the whole story, but they bastardized the whole thing to make Mr. Kelsey look like the fool he isn't.
0: Before we continue our call with Yodel, we wanted to address what she's talking about here. Yodel brought Kelsey's story to the top. The leader in right-wing media and fearless whistleblower on celebrities who take ice baths for fun. T.M.Z. Except TMZ abandoned their Republican ally and played to the masses. They put out a video shortly after the fall that painted a pretty bad picture of dear old Kels, making him look like the fall damaged his brain more than his tibia alignment. What is the most expensive mistake you have ever made?
1: And don't say your ex-wife. Anything you can think of. Investing in windmills. Investing in windmills? Really? Yeah. TMZ at it again. Using someone's pain for their pleasure. Disgusting.
0: It's clear that Kelsey was hurting in this video, just hoping to have someone listen, to be the center of attention without having to drop six feet off a stage to get it. Rather than nurse Kelsey's fragile ego back to health, the media made a mockery of him and his failed windmill investments.
1: So what's the real story then? What happened to Kelsey after the fall?
2: He would lock himself in public washrooms... Pretty often, actually. You know, just screaming out and waiting for a reply. I don't think anybody could have helped him, though by God, I wish it could have been me. I'd heard somewhere that time heals all wounds, so, well, that's what I did. I gave him time. And here we are, 15 years later. So this
0: is why he's gone? You think he's hiding from the world because he fell off a stage?
2: do you think you would be able to confidently walk into an audition with that video playing on every Dell computer and flip phone in the country? I couldn't do it. No
1: way, I'm no sadist.
2: Well, there was even this one time he was standing on stage in this dark theater, so very scary to begin with. There he was, there Mr. Grammar was, giving the same speech he gave that day at Disneyland. He got to that point where he fell... He just broke down and started crying.
0: I don't know. Ending Frasier forever over a fall? Frasier said it himself in that same episode I recapped earlier. You can't spend your life obsessed with death.
2: Kelsey is a real person with real feelings and insecurities. I really do personally think the fall probably changed him. It was maybe only a week or two after it happened. I never saw him again.
1: Yodel's right. That fall was... bad. When you have the whole world waiting with bated breath for the next episode of Frasier to air, yeah, of course that pressure could get to you. A simple fall off a Disneyland stage might mean so much more in so many ways. All of us, we all think so highly of Kelsey, so we forget, but he's not immune to death. Also, the full quote from season one, episode 11, the one you were talking about, Teddy, is you can't spend your whole life obsessed with death. If only I believed it myself. I know. You just didn't let me finish. I was just making sure they all knew. I know. I know Frazier said that. Don't you think
0: I know Frazier said that? I'm one of his biggest fans. Okay, great.
2: You girls. Okay.
1: We're, we're fine. fine. Anyways, if I know anything about anything, then it's that art imitates life. And if we're going to go by that, then Kelsey falling off the stage at Disney, of course is the only motive Kelsey would need to contact Alex and become obsessed with the occult. He faces death and then becomes obsessed with it? There's our motive. He was looking for a way out, some reassurance that if he died, then he'd be prepared for worst-case scenario. Yeah, I guess that's one possibility. No, I think I'm really onto something here. Yodel, you know there's no closer bond than that of Hollywood star and personal assistant. There's something we can't quite seem to figure out. Tell us, did Kelsey ever mention something about a storage container to you before he disappeared? Maybe what was in that storage container?
2: A storage container? No, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I'll think about it. Storage container. But right now, no, no, I'm sorry. So we have a motive, but still, these unexplained clones. I can look around the office, though. Is that helpful? If it's helpful, I'll do it. See if there's anything in my old paperwork about it. I've kept everything. Did you say clones?
1: Yeah. That's what's in the storage container. Apparently, the only thing Kelsey wanted in his divorce settlement was that very storage container.
2: No, that doesn't sound like him.
1: So we hear we found it, and you'll never guess what we, we found. Knew. Hundreds of Kelsey clones in the
0: basement of some strip mall of an alteration shop.
2: Are you sure? Maybe I don't know. Maybe they were just body doubles gathered on standby. You wouldn't believe how many basements in L.A. are out there, stuffed with literally hungry actors on standby. Lots.
0: No, trust me, we know the difference. We're his biggest fans, as you well know. Yeah,
2: yes, of course. Mr. Kelsey had lots of money, but he never mentioned clones as a hobby or investment opportunity or anything. Nope, nothing like that. After the windmill investment scandal, well...
1: So you don't think the clones could be his?
2: Well, I don't know, but, well, who else could they belong to? Hmm.
1: I never thought about it like that.
0: Gramnit wouldn't have an issue with you talking to us, right? You're not worried about getting fired or anything?
1: We wouldn't want to cause any issues over at Kelsey headquarters.
2: Oh no! My NDA is probably null at this point anyways. (laughs) Don't ask. If I get fired from Gramnit, it'll be because I... cared. You know? That's what personal assistants are there for. Sure, yeah, I'm paid to do errands, get coffee. But the caring comes for free.
1: That's sweet.
0: You weren't just co-workers. You were friends.
2: No, no. Well, well, sure, kind of. We were close. Kelsey actually despised our competitor friends, so he liked to use the word compatriots to describe our relationship instead.
1: Compatriots. I like that.
2: I think... I think I want my compatriot back, girls. This world needs him. I need him.
1: You know what? We need Frasier back too.
2: I'm listening.
0: Kelsey fell, and he fell hard. Is this the answer we've been searching for? Kelsey fell and went away, or is there something else at play here? Like, maybe those fucking clones?
1: The actor's ego is... Oh, so delicate. Kelsey was basically hitting home runs from the day he was born. Then he was only hitting straight concrete. What a blow. I mean, you saw it. Of course I saw it. I was with you when I
0: saw it. Why don't you think I saw it? Why aren't we on the same page about this?
1: Well, if you stop cutting me off for what You you just... I know you took me in and let me watch Fraser on your TV and, and gave me a bath, but sometimes I feel like you just... You think you're better than me because you got to watch Frasier in the 90s, unsyndicated. Oh, that's what you think? I'm Frasier's other biggest fan. I know stuff. I wish I, I wish you would just stop thinking that I'm the once poor person sidekick who doesn't know Fraser that good. I do know Frasier that good. I heard you back there with the clones that you said you were Frasier's biggest fan. Just you. You said, Frasier, I'm your biggest fan. That really hurt. What do you want from me? Frasier would never treat Niles this way. This is such a Niles move from you, by the way. All self-righteous and insecure. Yeah, you're the Niles and I'm the Frasier in this situation. How dare you? I am not the Niles. You're the Niles. Hilarious. This is exactly like the famous brotherly argument of season six. Yes, we come in a package like the Crane brothers, but I'm the charming one and you're the one who thinks they know everything and flies off the handle over nothing and cuts everybody off.
0: I thought you knew your place. Besides, I'm from the Freudian school of thought. You're Jungian, a.k.a. that makes me Fraser, and you Niles.
1: It's true that I believe that neuroses is a transpersonal and universal experience, but you're so obviously the prototypical resentful younger brother. I haven't even heard an apology yet. An apology?
0: (laughs) I hardly think you deserve an apology. For what? You're mad because I'm a pure blood fan and you're just trying to catch up on reruns? Acting like we're somehow in the same league?
1: How dare you?
0: You're right. That was too far. I'm sorry for that. And nothing else.
1: Wow. You know, it's just so typical. Well, go on. Tell me. Someone comes from money and they think they're better than everybody else. How cliche. Oh, that's cliche? Right, right. And how about all you
0: street people thinking you can blame all your problems and misfortune on the heirs of wealth who, as you like to put it, hoard national income? Yeah, that sounds pretty cliche to me, too. You know what? I'm glad the government exempts me from paying taxes so none of my money makes it into the pockets of people like you.
1: Was that the hotline phone?
0: You tell me. I would hate to cut you off with my lifelong knowledge of phones. (gasps)
1: Grow up!
2: There's a message. Well, open it. I'm opening it! Okay. You have one unheard message. Hi, girls. It's me again. I've just been looking through some old files. I think I know what happened to Kelsey. I know, I just got off the phone with you. I work fast. I really don't want to come off sounding confident here or anything like that, but I'm widely considered as the best personal assistant working today. I don't mean to brag. I just take a lot of pride in my work. I hope you can see that. Anyways, I know exactly what happened to Kelsey about the clones, everything. Listen to me, it's not what you think. Oh my god! They've found me! Oh darn it all to hell, girls! Listen to me! This is very important! You have to find him! You're his only hope! You're his <laughs>
1: Oh my god. This is so bad. We're going to be next. Holy shit, we're going to die. What are we going to do?
0: I don't know. I don't know what we do next. Maybe just go into hiding or
1: something? So we go into hiding and then what? Kelsey stays missing? No reboot and no hero parade?
0: That's what we get after all of this? I don't know what you want me to say. You want to
1: die for this? What's the point of the reboot then? Are you kidding? Of course I'd die for Fraser. All this time you've said you would do anything for Fraser. When I said I would do anything for Fraser, I meant it. That includes giving my life for him. You heard yodel. We're Kelsey's only hope. How do you expect us to find him if we keep fighting over who knows him better? I don't want us to turn into Martin and Fraser, not talking for years, yelling at each other in five-star restaurants over whether or not to neuter Eddie.
0: That argument happened at the apartment.
1: You should know don't that. start up with that again got bigger things on our plate we've got kelsey grammar on our plate we do except we don't because yeah he's missing
0: we have a hotline for weeks no one calls and now all of a sudden it's ringing off the fucking hook what
2: hello girls
0: hello what wait
2: you didn't recognize my voice immediately i thought you were one of my biggest fans
0: oh my god Frasier? Next time on Have You Seen Frasier Crane. Kelsey, it's really you? Wow, you don't know how great it is to hear your voice, sir.
1: Do you hear that? What? Listen. (laughs)
2: Laughing (laughs) in (laughs) rhythm
0: But seriously... If you have any leads, theories, or Frazier stories, lay them on us. Please call our very real hotline and leave a message so we can let Frazier know his lesser fans miss him too. But also, so we can figure out where he is because, well, we'd like to know as soon as possible. Please, call us at one 833 salad. That's one 833 tsd One more time, that's one 833 Eight seven three seven two five three.
1: This series is co-hosted by Teddy Ivanova and Sydney Boniface, and is produced by Carly McPhee, Matt Rubio, and me, Sydney Boniface. Music and audio production by Nick Digitano. Voices for this episode were provided by Laura Burns as Yodel. Have you seen Fraser Crane? Concept developed by Sydney Boniface and Lauren Andrews, and episodes written by Sydney Boniface.
2: I'm listening.